Welcome or welcome back to Prophetic Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Kendra, and today is January 19th, and we read from the Old Testament about what happened to Joseph after he was sold off to the Egyptians by his brothers. And he actually goes to work for the Pharaoh, and he becomes, he becomes put in charge of taking care of all of the Pharaoh's household. And because God is still with him and blessing him. And then the Pharaoh's wife starts to want to have sex with Joseph because he is very good looking. And so she keeps propositioning him, but he keeps telling her no. And so her ego gets offended. And one day while she is trying to persuade him and he is telling her no, and he's trying to get away as she grabs his shirt. He wiggles away. She ends up getting his shirt off of him. And then she screams. And he runs. And then all of the guards come. And she says that he is trying to rape her. So the Pharaoh has Joseph thrown into prison. Then there's two other men that were thrown into prison that also worked for Pharaoh. And they were having these dreams and they couldn't understand what the dreams meant and joseph was very prophetic in interpreting dreams and so he interprets the one man's dream and says what it means is that in three days the pharaoh was going to let him out and then the other man asked him to interpret his dream and he says in three days that he's going to beheaded and that the birds are going to eat is what's left of him. And then that ends up happening. And Joseph says, and when the Pharaoh comes and gets you, have mercy on me and get me out of here because I've done nothing wrong. But they just care about themselves and they totally forget until Pharaoh starts having this dream about seven cows coming out of the Nile River and he just keeps having this dream. And so then that's when the man remembers that Joseph can interpret dreams, so they send for him. Joseph gladly goes and starts to work for the Pharaoh again. And then we go over to Matthew in the New Testament. Jesus is speaking about planting seeds and having ears to hear and eyes to see and know truth. His disciples come and say that his mother and brothers are there to see him. And he says, who are my brother and mother? The ones that do the will of God are my brothers and sisters and mothers. Then Jesus is speaking to a crowd full of people and he is talking about a farmer goes out to plant some seeds. He scatters them across the field. Some seeds fell on the footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was so shallow, but the plants soon wilted away in the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell amongst thorns and grew up and choked out the tender plants. 
Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced crops that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And the disciples came and asked him why he speaks in parables. And he replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. They will have an abundance of knowledge, but those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. And that is why I speak in parables. What he is saying is that even though he's speaking to everyone, there's only some that can really understand. And, and it, I just kept hearing, God's seed dwells within you, though it must be planted to take root. We must nurture our, our walk and our connection with God. And the story about Joseph, it really hits home because I actually had a similar experience although I wasn't sold off by my brothers. I um, had an experience where I was in a really toxic, abusive relationship and it got really bad one day. And so I finally called the police for help. And when the police came, they actually arrested me instead of him and left him in my house and took me to jail for nine days before they realized they had made a mistake and let me go. But it was in jail for those nine days that I finally stopped. Up until that point, I had become a master at running from my purpose, running from my emotions, running from everything. I was always busy and living focused on the outside. And so even though it seemed like I was being punished even though I was the victim or I had done nothing wrong, as Joseph had done nothing wrong. Sometimes we are met with roadblocks so that we can stop and listen, so that we can have ears to hear. And it was in that nine days of solitary confinement that my nervous system finally settled down and I heard God speak so clearly. And he said, you may no longer pass go on the road that you've been on. You must live your purpose or your time here on this planet is done. I have given you all of the seeds necessary. Now it is time. And shortly after I received that message and really processed what it meant. And I remember looking out the window, just thinking, God, I don't belong in here. This is like the last place on earth that I belong. Don't, doesn't anybody understand that? Like, I don't belong in here. And... Jesus appeared and he said, stop feeling sorry for yourself. No one belongs in here. 
You are here so that you could understand why you've been walking this path and telling yourself that you're righteous to do so. But it's not righteous for you to try to save other people while you're running away from yourself. And so, from that moment forward, my life has never been the same. It was very difficult. It wasn't like I made that choice to, to stop running, that everything got better. No, it actually got way worse before it ever got better. Because I had to finally face all of the things I had been running from. And so when we have the bravery to stop running from our demons and face them head on, that is when we finally have that seed that is planted so deeply inside of us start to take root. And we can grow strong in our connection and our walk with God. But up until that point of being brave enough to face our demons, while we're still running from ourselves, I feel like that's what it means to fear God. I feel when it's talking about fearing God that it's saying the only thing Ever that we should ever fear is God, but nothing else because fear is an illusion. And I feel more it's like you should respect God. You should understand that that is your creator. But often when we're running from ourselves, we're so incredibly afraid of God. We're so used to thinking that we deserve punishment that... We assume that if, if God saw what we were doing or if we turn to our Creator, that we are going to be reprimanded. We fear that. And that's why forgiveness gets us home. Because we have to forgive ourselves for what we think that we have done. When ultimately, Jesus is just saying, stop running. I'm right here. Come to me. Be with me. Feel my love. Know that you're worthy. Allow this God seed within you to blossom, bloom, and flourish so that you may have eyes to see and ears to hear. And this brings me over to A Course in Miracles, Lesson 19. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. Your seeing doesn't affect you alone. So this is just saying that we have no private thoughts, that everything we are experiencing collectively and our thinking results simultaneously for the cause and effect are never separated. So what this means is I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. So when we're having thoughts about ourselves or about another person, we're sending that energy out. And so meanwhile, you could have judgments on yourself. 
you could feel like you're fat and ugly and nobody loves you. And while you think that about yourself and you think that it's a private thought, you're sending these frequency out. And therefore, you step into somebody's field and they're picking up on that thought form. That is what you've been thinking about yourself. And so then they will judge you because you're already sending out that frequency which magnetically attracts people that are going to do the same thing. And so it's imperative and important that we we clear out the debris, the, the clutter in our thoughts and in our perception. And we understand that when that voice comes up to, to think those kinds of things, that that is us being tempted by evil. That is us allowing ourselves to fall into judgment and so jesus says seek my face and you will find more than you ever dreamed possible let me display worry at the center of your being i am like a super saturated cloud showering peace into the pool of your mind my nature is to bless your nature is to receive with thanksgiving this is a true fit designed before the foundation of the world glorify me by receiving my blessings gracefully i am the goal of your searching when you seek me you find me and are satisfied when lesser goals and i didn't even read this before it's just when lesser goals capture your attention, I fade into the background of your life. I am still there, watching, waiting. But you function as if you're alone. Actually, my light shines on every situation you will ever face. Live radiantly by expanding your focus to include me in all moments. Let nothing dampen your search for me. And so it is. This is Kendra, the Divine Purpose Mentor. And you can find me at KendraDivinePurposeMentor.com. Have an amazing day.